Today on the HealthWorks Here podcast, we're going to meet physician assistant Nena Onyema'owa. She's going to share some of the benefits for patients in choosing a physician assistant for primary care, why she became a physician assistant, and so much more. This is the HealthWorks Here podcast from Emerson Health. I'm Scott Webb. It's lovely to have you here. I love when Emerson does these, when we get to know doctors and nurses. So that's essentially what we're going to do today. Okay. And as we get rolling here, I just want to ask you, who becomes a physician assistant? Like, why do they do that? Why do they choose that route? And maybe you can talk a little bit about your background as well. An easy explanation is a physician assistant is a mid-level medical provider who practices medicine under a collaborative agreement with a supervising physician, right? But to understand the profession, I'd like to talk a little bit about the history of the profession because PAs, physician assistants, have been around for a really long time. The first class of physician assistants graduated in 1967. So back in the 1960s, there was a shortage of primary care providers. And so a doctor at Duke University at the time decided to start the physician assistant program. So he was looking for a way to remedy the shortage of physicians. And so first, to explain how he came about that, he was very familiar with the fast track training of physicians back in World War II. And so he based his curriculum on that fast track training. And so after a couple of years, the physician assistant profession got federal acceptance and backing. It was seen as a creative way to help remedy the shortage of physicians. And just like that, the physician assistant profession was born, right? Sure. Um, yeah. Looking today, though, the role has definitely expanded. You don't only see physician assistants in primary care. You do see physician assistants in pretty much every major field of medicine, like cardiology, orthopedics, surgery, obstetrics, and gynecology. It's really expanded. Now, most universities have also started offering it. It's a master's program. And so that means you have to have a bachelor's program to apply for it. You also need to have a lot of clinical hours. So to answer one of your questions earlier, you would see people who already have a medical background. So a lot of paramedics, for instance, eventually apply to get into physician assistant school. And it is a two-part program, usually ranging from two to three years, depending on what university. The first part is a very tedious didactic year. Yeah. <laughs> so you're having classes from six to eight hours every single day for 12 to 18 months. And if you make it through the didactic year, then you move on to the second part of the program, which is the clinical year. At this point, you rotate through every major medical field. After each rotation, you sit for an exam. And once you conclude this process, right, then you sit for a national board exam. If you pass the board exam, then you're certified. Keep in mind, this board exam is repeated every 10 years. So if you're a physician assistant every 10 years, you have to sit for another board exam. After the board exam, you're certified, then you need to get a license for the states that you're going to practice in. Licensing is different with each state, but one thing that you have to do to maintain your license, no matter what state you're in, is 100 hours of continued medical education every other year. So you can say you never stop studying. We do about the same thing as doctors do, right? We see our own patients, we diagnose and treat, 
illnesses, we prescribe medications, PAs in surgery, assistant surgery, even PAs in primary care, we do minor procedures, you know, in the office. And even though we might do about the same thing as doctors, we don't have the same autonomy as doctors do, right? To practice in the United States as a physician assistant, you have to collaborate with a supervising physician. Well, it's so great to sort of understand the history of all of this. Right. And as I think a lot of you know, patients, prospective patients, we have these questions, right? We hear that we're going to be seeing a physician assistant and we think, well, is she a nurse? Is she a doctor? Sort of somewhere in the middle, but I'm sure for some patients, there are a lot of benefits. So maybe you can talk about the benefits of having a PA as your primary care provider. So I have been a physician assistant for 10 years. And so I have definitely met a lot of patients and I would base this answer on the feedback that I've gotten from patients, right? And when I think of the feedback, I can think of a couple of things that I've heard a lot from patients. One would be availability, right? Mid-level providers tend to have less patients on their panel. And so naturally we have a more flexible schedule. And so there are patients who only want to see their primary care provider, whether it's an acute visit or anything, they just want to see their PCP. And so such patients definitely appreciate the fact that, you know, there is always an available appointment if they need to get seen for something like a urinary tract infection, for instance, and easily get in. So that's one. Another thing that I've probably heard a lot from patients would be time spent with patients. Once again, this is most likely because we have less patients on a panel as mid-level providers. And so naturally, we have more time to spend with the patients. A lot of doctors also have a lot of administrative work that they're involved with, which PAs are not involved with. And so that also gives us more time. And patients appreciate having the time to ask all of their questions and spending time explaining the diagnosis and treatment plan. They definitely appreciate that. So those are a couple of things I can think of. And so I guess I can actually agree with some of those feedbacks that I've gotten from patients because currently my PCP is a physician assistant. Yeah. Yeah. I have to remind myself sometimes that doctors and nurses are patients too, right? You also have to see someone. So we're talking to a PA today who has a PA for your primary care. I mean, that's kind of perfect. Wondering what are some of your specialty areas? What are some of the things you see the most or like to treat the most? If PAs even really think like that, like, oh, I love it when these come in. Yes, and I'll actually talk about something that I'm really getting more and more interested in. So I am an internal medicine PA, and so I specialize in adult medicine, right? And so most of what I focus on is solving diagnostic problems, managing severe long-term illnesses, and helping patients with complex chronic conditions, conditions like heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, pulmonary illnesses, and obesity, right? And talking about obesity, I'm getting very interested in obesity management um, now because obesity can complicate a lot of these chronic illnesses. I am currently uh, getting certified. I'm doing a training to get certified in obesity management. And I am excited about this because, you know, as primary care providers, we always recommend to our patients to lose weight 
you know, to help with a lot of their medical conditions, but we don't necessarily give them the tools to help them lose the weight. Right. How do we do that exactly? Right. So that's one thing that I'm getting from this training. I am excited to be able to not just tell my patients to lose weight, but also actually offer them the tools to help them lose the weight. So I'll be opening up slots on my schedule for obesity management once I'm done with this certification. And I'm looking forward to that. It's so funny you say that because my doctor every time says, you know, maybe you could lose a few pounds. And I say, you're right, doctor. I, absolutely. He said, I, I am wearing the same pant size that I was when I was like 18. They're a little tighter than they used to be. But you're so right. Having that extra time because you are a PA to really talk about this and develop strategies. So I just wanted to backtrack just a little bit and talk a little bit more about why you specifically became a PA. Like, why was this a good fit for you? Yeah. Well, I would say I've always wanted to practice medicine, right? But at the same time, I've always wanted something that would give me that work-life balance. And when it became time to choose a profession, you know, I looked into all of that and the physician assistant profession definitely offers me that. I'm able to do what I love doing and also able to spend time with my family. I have a husband and two teenage boys. I love my job. And I do get quality family time too. So uh, that's really the reason why I went with the physician assistant profession. Yeah, I can see that as we were talking about benefits for patients, also benefits for you. Yeah. And one of them, as you mentioned, was you don't have the same administrative responsibilities that the doctor might have, that the physician might have, which allows you to go home and spend time with your husband and your kids. And I love that. So besides our podcast today, which I'm sure is going to turn out amazing, you know, so far so good. How can patients get to know you? I imagine some patients more than others want to sort of vet their PA or their doctor. So how can they do that? How are you doing that at Emerson Health? Actually, Emerson does offer that. We actually encourage that. So uh, we call it a meet and greet, right? So give, yeah, we give patients the opportunity to get to meet their primary care provider before getting established. And so, of course, a lot of patients don't care. There are patients who are like, I just want to come in for my appointment. But for patients who want to get to meet their PCP first, we do offer that opportunity at no cost to the patient. It can be scheduled as a telehealth visit or an inpatient visit. Usually 10 to 15 minutes, the patient gets to ask questions and see if they vibe with the primary care provider before That's they- a good word. I, I love that. I was going to use the word trust, but I love just seeing if we vibe with Nena, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've heard that exact word from a patient. Yeah, that's why I chose to use it. Yeah, I love it. That's so great. If patients are interested, obviously, in maybe scheduling something to get to know you or to just make an appointment because they love you so much already, uh, <laughs> how can they get a hold of you? How can they reach you? Yeah, well, that's easy. They just have to call my office. Like I said, I am a physician assistant at Amazon Primary Care of Beverage, right? Phone number is 339-215-5100. So they call, talk to my front office staff, and just let them know you want to schedule an appointment with Nana Onyema Owa, right? Onyema um, Owa, correct. Onyema Owa, yes. yeah. And if the name is too tough, just say, I want to schedule an appointment with a physician assistant. Um, right. Yeah, we have six providers, three physicians, two nurse practitioners, and one physician assistant, and that would be me. And that yeah. would be you. 
Well, it's been so lovely to meet you today, learn more about you, learn more about what position assistants do, how they do it, why they love their jobs, all of that good stuff. Once again, that number is 339-215-5100. And to learn more or make an appointment with Nana or other providers at Emerson Health Primary Care Bedford, 339-215-5100. And thanks for listening to Emerson's HealthWorks Here podcast. I'm Scott Webb. And make sure to catch the next episode by subscribing to the HealthWorks Here podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be heard.